you can you can't change what's happened to you but you can change your perception of it what will your words be to your daughter when she grows up to her is just to listen to her inner voice always when did you learn to listen to your inner voice Actually, recently, mm-hmm. um, very recently. Um, so these last years, I've been building a business, mm-hmm. and I wanted to build that thing so fast. I just needed it to happen right away because I had plans about buying my mother a house and stuff Um, and then I realized when I was building this business um, that the only way I would have success is if I started listening to that true inner voice and intuition that is always present in mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Uh, I learned that because I had, I was building an agency and then had all of these clients. And I remember especially one. <laughs> I was really trying to do my best work for him and please him and just make him happy. And he, he was going through heavy shit in mm. his life at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was just pouring this over to me. And I was just receiving it. And I was just letting him pour it into me. Mm. Uh, until I was sitting there Christmas morning working for him. So annoyed with him thinking that he was ruining my Christmas morning when in fact it was myself Mm. because I let him I let him treat me like that Mm. I told him basically by saying it is okay for you to talk to me like this to demand this of me that that's okay Mm. when in fact I am the person in the driver's seat in deciding how people talk to me yeah so that's when i put my foot down and told him i won't put up with this yeah and he actually got super shocked <laughs> mm-hmm. he got so shocked by me me really saying that that, that it's not okay so um then what happened was quite shocking to me uh, and that is he started treating me like I deserved to be treated. Mm. And only I was in charge of that. Mm -hmm. What would you have said to me in that perspective? Because I feel like I'm aware, but it's uh, sometimes very difficult to see your own behavior, how that plays out. Yeah. Well, there, in my perspective, there is only so much you can say to another person. It's more about the words you tell yourself. Mm. 
And for me in that situation with that specific client, I was doing with him what I was doing in all the other relationships in my life, uh, which is, which was taking responsibility for them, how they were feeling. So then I did this amazing session <laughs> um, with a spiritual therapist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, her name is Birgitte. Yeah. I love her. Um, and then she said something that was so uh, eye-opening to me, which is um, you only have responsibility for your own light and that that light is always present in you. I used to live my life thinking that my light could be broken when I was really, I've been heavily depressed mm. all my life. And that always went in circles for me. And when I was in those lowest points of my life, I always thought, okay, my light is taken from me. There is no, mm. it's broken. And then she reminded me that it's always there, present. I always have access to my unique light. And as to everyone else, everyone has access to their unique light. Yeah. But it's not my job to turn your light on. Yeah. And that was such a special moment for me to hear that, that I am not responsible for my client's light. I can only tell him where my boundaries are. And if he doesn't respect that, then that's fine. Then I move on to the next one. Mm. <laughs> Bye. And also in situations with, you know, my mother, for example, that's been hard, so hard my entire life. Um, I always wanted to take responsibility for her happiness, mm. for her feeling good in life. Mm. And then that responsibility I was putting on myself in terms of her happiness, mm. it was so heavy to carry. And in fact, it's, it's not for me to carry because only she can turn on her light. Mm, which is always present. <laughs> it's always it? present, yeah. but it's not my job to carry it for yeah. her. Yeah. And um, I suppose to people uh, listening as well, uh, by light, we mean your soul, your, your core. Yeah. Um, the things that illuminate us in life and so then there might be people that argue, well, what are you talking about? Like life is just life. There's no light. <laughs> but what I would say is that, you know, in those dark moments and in those times where it can be weeks, months or years of being in your dark darkness, where you mm. feel like there is no way out, but there's a little voice that's like, there is a way, there is a way, there's a way, there's a way. And it's consistent. Although um, we might be at a very low state, there's this consistent like kind of feeling that there's a way, that there's something to be discovered. And that's that light that never goes away. Like it's always there. There's always hope. And uh, I think that hope and light uh, kind of go hand in hand mm. in that. 
So whether or not one wishes to believe in that, mm. I do think that it is quite proven um, that we can get ourselves through any circumstances. Yeah. Um, I read a book called um, A Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, and he survived two concentration camps during the Second World War. Oh. So uh, not only during the first did he lose most of his family, during the second anyone remotely um, familiar to him were also lost. And, oh. um, and I'm not comparing everyone's journey to that, but I just mm -hmm. would, uh, you know, paraphrasing from what he said was that there was always an underlying feeling of hope. So, um, you know, kind of bringing from that experience that someone else has lived, I do believe that there is always a light that we can tether ourselves to, yeah. uh, regardless of what we're going through. Mm. Um, and at the same time, not saying that, that it's okay, mm. some of the things that we go through, but there is still hope, you know. And what's waiting on the other side usually tends to be quite significant. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and for anyone listening uh, that's in, in that darkness right now, that's uh, questioning how to find their light. Mm. Uh, I just want them to think about the state of darkness that they're in. Where is it coming from and who is it coming from? And ask yourself, is it really yours was it ever yours in the first place to carry mm. because it's you don't have to carry other people's darkness mm. so ask yourself is this my own or is it someone else's mm. um earlier we were speaking about Speaking about something similar, uh, about kind of like connecting to yourself, like seeing yourself for a person, you know, your own self. Um, and I feel like that's quite a common thing that a lot of people struggle with is uh, the disconnection with themselves. Mm. Um, kind of usually tends to manifest in people pleasing other people because you put others before yourself yeah uh, which can be a challenge um, and I and we were talking about that earlier you were saying something along those lines as well um, but for you what was your journey of kind of like connecting with yourself in that way and like putting yourself first yeah with the with the kind of leaving the ple people's pleaser, yeah. you mean? Um, <laughs> so I spent my whole life mm. being a people's pleaser. Mm. And that was so rooted in me wanting to make my mother happy and my father happy and the people around me happy. So making other people happy or even just yeah, showing people that I was, you know, worth it if they hired me or yeah. whatever the situation I was in in my life, it was always I always 
wanted to prove someone else that you know they would be happy by mm. me being in this yeah and that brings me back to this journey i've had with growing the coaching business and and helping people um if i was really gonna be successful with that i realized i had to let the people's pleaser go because the only way i would have success with that is if i was being a hundred percent authentic my my success would only unfold if i was being truly truly myself mm-hmm. and if i was going to be myself then i had to let other people's expectations of me or what i thought they were expecting mm. of me go mm. and just listen within mm-hmm. so in every situation that i've i've been in this last period of time i'm hyper aware to ask myself is this right for me right now and that might sound cliche but it's i find it's been so hard my entire life to listen to that voice mm. i didn't even know that voice was there mm. to listen to <laughs> i yeah how old were you when you realized that you had that voice it was one year ago so oh. 24 <laughs> <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> yeah one year ago and i still honestly struggle with that um what do you feel like because so many things changed for you over the past year Mm. um so you you know like there was you know the business that started last year um in the beginning of last year and um you know and so now coming into this year with the pregnancy and like so many things changed what do you feel like is uh like what like how have you managed all those things cuz spent so much you know mm. um yeah, <laughs> like okay so these last years have been insane uh i came from actually let me start at the time uh, when i was I was th- 23 so 2 years ago mm. and I just I was in a place where I wanted to free myself. I had just graduated. I wanted to build a company and live as my true authentic self. That was my mission. That has been my mission for so long to live as my true authentic self. And I thought the way to get there was to just not to have a job so I quit my I had like a part-time marketing job mm-hmm. quit that and then I said to myself you know there's I can just start modeling <laughs> so mm-hmm. cuz then if I do the modeling and get money in from that then I can build the company mm-hmm. next to that so actually when I look at it today the company was a, a plan B that is how I was prioritizing it. Mm-hmm. So I started modeling and I moved to London. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the 
that was the end of that girl. <laughs> she died. She went to uh -huh. London and died. Mm -hmm. Just like that. And for people that don't know London in that way, like you want to just like briefly explain in what way did she die when, mm -hmm. it, when it comes to that? So I was so ready. I was so hungry to change. And I just, I felt all of these things, they were, they were just going to fall in place for me. Mm. So I sat, I visualized and manifested that I was going to work as a model. And then the opportunities, they just started coming my way. Yeah. And then my agency at the time, they asked me uh, if I wanted to go to London. And then I was like, there it is. Mm. Yes, it's unfolding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. It's like, it's like lightly coming in. Um, yeah. I got to London, ended up in a model flat with 13 other girls. Mm -hmm. I had to share room with another person. Uh, so that was the living situation was one thing. Uh, I couldn't stand it. So I chose to contact my friends and say, you know, hey, can I crash at your place while I'm here? And they were so warm and open and everyone just opened the, their mm. doors to me. But that resulted in me not having uh, that home, yeah. the place to ground myself and to feel even safe. So I was in a, this new city, working this new job, and living in other people's homes. Mm. So I, I just had my, myself and my suitcase, and I had the emails with the castings I had to go to. <laughs> and if you haven't been on the tube in London, mm. yeah, okay, I'm just gonna tell you how it is. So. You don't, first of all, you don't have Wi-Fi there or, or any connection. So it's basically you just go down this tube underground and it's so loud, so many people, so the energy there. I'm, I'm really hypersensitive. So the energy is like every, it's rushed, you know, everything, everyone is going to work. Everyone is going somewhere and yeah. it's just constant and so many different people. And I had to be on this tube like six, seven, eight, nine, ten times yeah. a day because I, I was going back and forward uh, to castings. Yeah. So I just found myself in this energy all day long. And next to that, it was winter. So I didn't get a lot of light. It was dark all yeah. the time. And I'm used to that because I'm from Norway. Norway. But still it was just being in that energy and not having a home yeah. and not not being grounded basically mm. and at the same time being in a job where you you aren't your own person you're you're some you're not even a person so mm. you have to just be this person for the job so right, i was, right, I was right. constantly when i was going to castings when I look at it now, I should have just been myself. Mm. But I was trying always to fit into the role of that brand. Mm. So just, I was like a shapeshifter. <laughs> but truly, because then on top of that, not having a like solid base. Yeah. Jumping between you know, different living spaces and you are in the tube. 
where there's hundreds, you know, thousands of people every day that you like bump into. Um, And then you go to a place where, you know, you got to be, you got to change yourself a bit for for the brand. Yeah. Um, And I was the way you walk, do you you talk that you, you know, like your hair, is it up, is it down? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They always wanted me to be something else, like have Mm. blonde hair or to get better skin or to be even slimmer. And it was making my, it, it, it was giving me the opposite results, mm. basically. So I completely crashed. I was in a hostel or motel in London. It was the most horrible <laughs> moment of my life. I was so broke. It was really dark. Yeah. A- and honestly, I, I didn't want to live because... I remember seeing the red buses and just walking from casting Mm. to casting and just feeling like everything was so meaningless. And I just saw those red buses and I literally just thought, oh my gosh, Mm. so much relief is going to be there if I just accidentally Mm. step in front of a bus Mm. and that thought I had coming into my head every day oh my god just please please just let me go kind of because it wasn't that I was uh, doing it to myself but I was really I was kind of in a state where I was just praying please I don't want to do this anymore Mm. Luckily, that didn't stay with me forever, but that is the state I was in. Um, So I I got back to Denmark uh, Christmas and I just saw the Danish Christmas lights. And I remember I just started crying because Mm. I felt at home and my whole entire system was so, so shaken after this experience. So I went home to Denmark and then I went home (laughs) to Norway. Mm -hmm. I have several homes. Uh, And then I was still going to actually continue the modeling at this point. So I was supposed to go back to London and then Milan. And my hair was blonde. (laughs) So then I had to like take the out. My hair was growing out black, like black. And then it was blonde. And um, I was at my mother's place and she was like, yeah, yeah, I can do that for you. (laughs) And uh, I was like, no, you can't. And she was like, I can do it. (laughs) I can do it. Like really that kind of Asian mother. Uh uh The determination. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, shit. Okay, just take take care of it. And... um, so half of my ha- hair fell off. So mm. I felt shattered inside, shattered outside. Mm. <laughs> and then I just had, I just uh, remember I got back to Copenhagen and I canceled London and I was still going to Milan. And then just, I think two days or something before going to Milan, I just sat down with my computer and wrote my agency an email. I can't go. I'm sick. 
I was so I was so down. So then I just basically I, it was supposed to be a pause, but I mm -hmm. just quit, quit it all, mm -hmm. and I spent uh, five months recovering. Mm -hmm. So doing meditation every day, and. Uh, that wasn't even enough for me to find myself. Yeah. So I got <laughs> <laughs> I got two brain concussions. And Following the five month break. Yeah, yeah, in the five month break. And I honestly think like I will tell this to people and people will be like, no, it's so sad for you. Oh, I'm so mm. sorry. But honestly, that was the best thing that happened to me. I honestly feel like that was given to me. <laughs> For me to wake up and make some space in your head yeah they like <laughs> the universe or god or whoever uh -huh. had to punch me mm -hmm. in my head not only once but two times <laughs> and, yeah. and knock me yeah. the frick out for me to listen mm -hmm. actually this m must be the beginning of me uh, finally hearing what was inside yeah. Because all external disturb, all of what was disturbing, like externally, mm. was removed, and all I could be in was what was inside. Yeah. So no light, no sound, nothing, just what was inside. Yeah. I uh, jumping in quickly. I think uh, for me, if I could just give anyone an advice, is to just be in silence and darkness. Like yeah. listen to what's going on inside. Mm -hmm. and um, then you'll know when you've listened and yeah. and that's it um, but uh, I'm not going to say that you're lucky that you got two brain concussions but I'm glad that you got that message out from that because obviously it was a big challenge for you to uh, to receive sunlight and, 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 and listen to things you, you got hypersensitive I guess at that time yeah so after the concussions that was like the time that kind of mm -hmm. and so what did that look beautiful like? beautiful <laughs> homecoming journey they deserve like a nickname i feel like those two concussions yeah the first was the <laughs> wake up and the second was the listen yeah yeah or opposite or opposite well now you don't <laughs> can't remember <laughs> but um I, it's it's interesting because for you that was like like it was like a, an accident like a physical accident um and for other people it's like a it can be a breakdown it can be a sickness it can be um a lot of different things and it's just beautiful mm. that that was the conclusion mm. um so that was the five month break and you had those concussions and then everything changed afterwards yeah and then when i was done giving myself that break yeah. i felt like i just had this force within me and i want i was in a state of seeking uh seeking purpose actually because i still wanted to build something but not longer based on the money I wanted to make because mm -hmm. that was my driving force mm -hmm. in the beginning and that didn't really get me anywhere good. Yeah. 
I got so depressed from that. And you know, if money is what you want to make, like truly in your heart, if that is your purpose, then great. But for me, it wasn't. Um, And it took me a long time getting to that place where I realized, okay, actually money might just come when I get a deeper purpose here for what I'm doing. So then I was doing that and built the agency and then I started coaching people. Yeah. But something funny happened because I started in a place where I was seeking and where I was truly listening within and I was in a state of helping people like really oh okay let's understand all of this together uh, and get better together and then suddenly I was in that state of expanding growing and it went just a little too far because it was going really well Mm. so well I was literally just manifesting shit Mm. everything was just like coming to me so fast all of Mm. these clients and uh, yeah it was it was happening so fast that I lost Uh, my grounding once again (laughs) I was flying and that feeling of being in a flow like that it was amazing or Mm. I thought it was amazing then I got pregnant and I couldn't be in that state anymore I wasn't because I built the whole business on my the coaching business on my energy and there is one thing that's dangerous about building a business on your energy because it won't always be high Mm -hmm. and so I got pregnant and I crashed I never expected pregnancy to to be like that Because I never experienced not having energy in my life. Mm. I've always had really high energy. And suddenly I didn't. I was dead tired. Had headaches. I couldn't hear what people were saying anymore. It was so hard to focus. To even think. And there I was coming from a state of always being creative. So I would have one idea pop into my head. And then I would just have the next and the next and the next. And it was such a nice place Mm. and then suddenly I felt that was just taken from me Mm. and that's actually yeah it took me a long time before I realized okay it's not taken from me so I was really putting myself in a victim state of mind Mm. by saying this is taken from me Um, and now I know I needed that yeah lovely yeah <laughs> that's like a um that's a lot that's a lot uh to take in when when it comes to to like your self-image in that space when you became pregnant what was like your 
like your inner dialogue in that space. Confusion. <laughs> Honestly, confusion. Yeah. Um, because I didn't expect to be feeling so many different things at the same time, being so happy about it, the pregnancy mm -hmm. and the baby, and also feeling like this was, I was that far away from making it. I, I saw all of the major things. It was just right around the corner. Mm -hmm. It felt like it was just about to explode. Mm -hmm. And I, I had worked so hard, like morning, evening, every day to build that up. And then as it was peaking, peaking it just, I couldn't hold it up. Mm. I literally couldn't hold it up. I was in my bed and that's the only thing I could do. Mm. Um, so what was the question again? No, just like you're, you're you know, like you answered it. Uh, it was just like how how was your yeah, mind state, space? Yeah, state confusion, of mind like it was confusion, yeah. happiness, all all of the feelings that I've felt mm. my entire life, they all I was feeling them all at the same time mm. for months. And just like as a heads up, that includes also, um, you know which men don't have to deal with, with uh, on the same level, but like hormones when they change. You know? Yeah. Also when you have your period at the end of the month, like the, that big change. Um, I actually want to talk about that, although mm. it doesn't apply to me directly. I do think that um, everyone uh, can, can uh, benefit greatly about understanding how big of a change it is mm. when you when your hormones are are are, are, sh are shifting mm. because i think that's something that goes unnoticed quite a lot mm. um, so um i guess okay so my business i wouldn't i wouldn't stop working on it mm -hmm. for a single thing that thing was my entire life it was my baby it was the only thing that really mattered to me at the time. Mm. That's the stage it got to. Mm. So this hormone thing, this pregnancy, I couldn't control it. And I just have to say that, like, I loved it so much, my business. So I hope maybe that gives an understanding of what it's like because I wouldn't let it go for anything mm. in the world. I, even if I was, was, you know, sick or... I would still fight for it to unfold. Mm. But the thing that happened, especially the start of the pregnancy, where, where the hormones, they are just... They are just... Yeah. Flying through <laughs> the roof. I couldn't, I literally couldn't show up mm. physically or mentally. I, I wasn't present. And I, I, ha I have always had, or ever since I stopped the pill, 
I had really major periods when I, or like, not, <laughs> not periods. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the other thing. Yeah, yes, heavy yeah. PMS. PMS, yeah. Like really like <laughs> batshit crazy. I wouldn't, yeah. I because I was on the pill since I was um, 15, I think. Mm. And when I stopped the pill, I suddenly felt myself yeah. for the first time. Yeah. So having PMS, I, I always thought I didn't have it. Mm. But then I stopped the pill and I promise you, I freaking had <laughs> that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't recognize myself. Like there were one time I was standing in the kitchen and I just wanted to go to the store and buy chocolate. Mm. And then I was going to go in the backyard and sunbathe mm -hmm. that was my plan mm -hmm. and then my fiance he came and he said if I could take the trash out so then I couldn't make sense of how the frick I would take the trash out buy the chocolate and get myself down to the yard uh -huh. and I just stopped so I saw the blanket mm -hmm. like there was a blanket and I just took the blanket and I just threw it against him mm -hmm. and he <laughs> He, that is such a horrible thing to do. Uh -huh. yeah. And the next day when I woke up, I was like, what the fuck mm. was that? Who was that? Yeah. It can be really strong. I mean, I, I don't have that, but I, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> I've definitely seen it. You have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But because uh, there's something in that that I have been thinking about lately which comes down to, uh, you know, so on one hand is your sense of self. And then on the other hand, there's the, you know, the hormones that are shifting. Yeah. Um, I just feel like, I mean, and again, like this is not a, a, a riddle for me cause I'm not dealing with the hormones, but like to kind of understand it as like a third person, um, what is, what is comforting? um to to kind of be told when you're in that state because you know when you're in that hormonal state when it spikes it's not a reasonable state of mind no i would say really not uh so i think that i guess compassion can play into that and like also be like hey like i understand like cool and you know just take the time um Okay, yeah. Yeah. So my advice for the women who experience that is yeah. just don't work against it. Mm. Just work with it. Mm. It's not going to be like that forever. Yeah. It's yeah. in cycles. And when you're in the hormonal low, <laughs> you can say that it's yeah. low. Just, just let yourself be. And for the men yeah just compassion and yeah i mean yeah and that it's not something you can just like switch on and off no you know i mean it's yeah. not not an excuse to be a shitty person yeah. but if you do something shitty just just try your best and see yourself as well because i've done things that i wasn't really like really proud of yeah. and i always 
try and see myself after it's like the same thing when I got pregnant and that was really uh, like I told you earlier it was uh, PMS on speed it was mm. so <laughs> insane I was having panic attacks it was really really insane how I was feeling um, and I was almost ruining my relationship mm. um, so I went to Spain and I was like we're not gonna talk for a week and we're gonna put the wedding on hold and because I had so many feelings and then he was also going through things in his life where he was dealing with heavy shit from his <laughs> childhood so we were both both triggering each other mm-hmm. and that was just such a hard combination at the time mm. so yeah well, i was supposed to go to spain and and yeah yeah then i found out how uh, i was pregnant in <laughs> spain <laughs> and then everything made more sense yeah lovely i think we have a lot of like really good stuff on there it was really cool we can continue talking by the way but um is there something specific you want to say or talk about? Um, okay, if we sh- could end this on this one thing, it's um, uh, it's just the one realization I had uh, this last couple of months. And that is that you can literally, you can, you can't change what happened to you, but you can change your perception of it. So what I mean by that is if you've had something really, truly traumatic happen, try and just sit with yourself and visualize yourself in the moment that trauma happened Mm. and let yourself cry just let yourself cry if that is what you need or if you need to feel angry let yourself feel that anger and then i just want you to visualize your best self the 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 highest version of yourself Mm. and i want you to enter that moment and see yourself Uh, in your darkest moment when that trauma is happening to you and I just want you to give yourself the love and the compassion you really needed in that moment and just visualize yourself giving that to yourself and just if you need a hug in that moment or a kiss or whatever just visualize yourself giving yourself that and yeah, you can really you can really take yourself out of any moment. And yeah, that is something I wanted to share because mm-hmm. that's something I did for myself, which really helped me mm-hmm. cope with things I was really I was really struggling with my entire life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Lovely.